Maybe we should turn. <clears throat> Got it. Got it. <laughs> Gilles, what's up with you? We really want to know. Hmm. So the cutting of the beard was a was a no reason. It was already in me to go through this, and I, when I was doing it, uh, it came to me about letting go, things of me that I I'm I'm letting go, and my relationship is ending. Parts of myself are dying, and I was seeing it going on the beard as well, and something else was coming about having a new. A new look and i was just talking to vera either i go into kind of gangster so i my box expands badass whatever and and uh, vera just brought me about a mage and and I'm, I'm with this question about a beard of a mage without going to my box long beard and then and, and, and so on so i'm i'm with this thank you uh, and chloe has just been confirmed about her dream world being accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I have to share it though. <clears throat> it was a really weird experience last night. I had a dream where basically a lot of us were together and Gilles, you were dead. And it, and it felt really real about, we were like trying to tell people and trying to organize arrangements and this morning I woke up and I received the money from, for the trainings. And then it, it was clear that you were, you weren't dead in reality, which I felt glad about. I really felt glad about. But in reality, the old Gilles is dead. No. And I want to say, I don't have premonition dreams, so um, don't worry about it. Yeah. Until now. <laughs> <laughs> I was beaten, I think, by a spider in my foot today. But the, what I want to say, I don't. I was there was a sharing I did, where it was also in a dream two weeks ago, and I I had you Clinton and Chloe in front of me, and there was other people around that I didn't know, and the feeling was really about this fear and 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 joy, and what I was saying to you is about I am dying, and I was saying that with fear of dying. And we joy about I'm dying, and and so it, was, it really connects, and I have I have that presence. It's still in me. Thank you for sharing. Thank you, okay. and thank you for dying again. You know, <clears throat> I used to have a teacher in college, and he told me one time that if he can die two times before breakfast, it's going to be a good day. So it changed my perspective on, on evolution and dying. I thought you said, but when to have <laughs> breakfast. I'm having breakfast, yeah. <laughs> we would love to hear from more of you. What have you been up to? Thank you for your sharings in the Telegram group. I know there's more stuff going on than that. So would, I'd like to hear some, some stories, please. Experiments, what have you been trying? What's been happening? I was yesterday holding space for a PM team and uh, I I declare I would like there there was like Christina was taking like st 
cutting away from the team and I just like I put in my energy there I just declare in a, in a space I'm taking I'm holding the space and I was surprised how, how it made a wave in a in a in community because now like eight people show up which was very surprised two new people decided to come people who are not really active in PM came and I was so glad for this energy wave which somehow wrapped it in between the space here in, in the Clarisec. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I want to share that in the Bridge House Dandelion, we had a woman and she was really kind of wrapped up in her low drama and in her, yeah, in her, she was trapped. She was totally trapped. And I made this experience of not stopping to be really clear. And I had very strict boundaries. And I, I even screamed at her one day and I did not go away. I did not once be nice. And today she came to me and she gave me five minutes of appreciation and she came out of her drama. And I, I just felt, I couldn't believe it. I stood there and I was, I was ready. I was like, okay, the next attack, come on, <laughs> give it to me. And then she just started appreciating me. And I was like, wow, something worked. And that was great. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I want to go next. Um, I just had a call with Vera. And I discovered that I have this... projection making things so i project images and during our maybe 20 minute call <laughs> it's it's oh I'm, I'm still a bit liquid about it but i unsealed myself from this image that i project on everything and started started like being in the now like how is it to be in the now and not be fulfilling a project, my projection. And what I discovered was that I was lacking an image of how a mage is. So whenever on the meeting, I would be like, so hooked because I didn't have like uh, instructions from my projection, how should I be here? How should I behave? How should I be showing up myself? Hence my image on like frozen, not saying anything on previous meetings. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel a lot of joy to see like being unsealed from it and, and, and yeah, discovering what it is to be here with you and with myself. Yay. Welcome. Thank you. Magdalena, did you also before now rehearse a converse, rehearse what you were going to say in your head before you would say it? Did you notice that? Yes. Yes. And now and now do you see that's not happening? Yes. Great, and because, yes. I mean, it's, I just wanted to tell you that because it is a good sign. It's an indicator. 
that if you're rehearsing something in your head, then you're trapped in this projection energy and you can just blow it off. Yeah. Great. What were you going to say? What, yeah, I say? wanted to say that I, I noticed that and that I'm not doing it. And there is a space to actually connect with like Sophia Magdalena and uh, Martin, what they were saying, because I wanted to go first. And in the past, I would like hold on to my story, like what I want to say and be rehearsing. And today, instead of that, I could connect with other people. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I received my tonic gold four days ago and started taking it. And it's really, I just can, like, I just want to say this. It's incredible. Like I didn't like I didn't expect it to be that kind of powerful. And it's really totally shifting my sleep schedule. I wake up at six in the morning, go to bed at 10. Like I feel like and it's like the energy, it feels like it's built structure within me. And it's like I feel like I need it. I really needed that actually. Thank you. And Today I wrote, like I'm, I'm writing an article at the moment about my inner structure and it's so painful to write this down actually. And I'm, I'm really just, partly I'm just uh, cry, sitting there and crying writing about this. And it's, it's so, and sometimes I just numb out because it's like to really look at it that closely that I can put it into words is, yeah, it's, it's painful. Yeah, thank you. Thank you also for saying that because, for example, uh, two days ago, I was, I knew there was something missing in the No Reason book that, and Chloe's laying out right now. And I only, only when I was willing to cry could I write that part. And so it's useful, I think, for us to know that we've, we've learned to inter-navigate our feelings and be okay with angry, sad, glad, and scared as an experience because through allowing ourselves to have the feeling experience, other things can occur. I mean, we've known that for a long time about emotional healing processes, et cetera. You know, those initiations and healings can only happen if somebody can feel and consciously feel. But also writing can really only happen a lot of times if you're willing to be scared, really afraid, or really angry, just keep writing, or really sad and just keep writing. And so thank you for saying that. Because I, I could not have written that part that I wrote until I was ready to cry and it was I, I could feel a couple of days of resistance and then I just could go there thank you thank you thank you oh, go ahead then that I'm, I'm noticing a like it's 
three weeks ago, something like that. I just had, I had a whole lot of new clarity dawn around the, my different parts, and there was a lot of liquidity and pain in that. In the in, in particular, the dynamic between my parent ego state, my child ego state, and my gremlin. Um, the child ego state is often being in the frontal line when I'm with others and then as soon as I'm alone a parent ego state coming in and then then gremlin coming in to capital, capitalize on <laughs> whole dynamic it's kind of wild and and now I'm, it's it's still painful but the pain is dropping down and it's just this clarity of like wow it was always just on the periphery of my awareness or, or it was well it was it was outside of my conscious awareness and now it's moving into it and so there's almost a kind of like wow and and realizing so, how much of the time my adult was not at the front of the line and and just starting to move into a space of anger using anger say my and were you Will you use more words instead of the word wow? Wow stands for a bunch of something. Will you, will you open the can of worms and, and try to say what, what you mean when you say wow? Let that come yes. up. It's a, there is, there is a, there is almost a, a wonder and awe, but it's 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 moving from the the pain of wait 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 oh, Dan oh, yeah I don't mean to analyze it you're analyzing it right now I don't mean that okay. I mean let the stuff that's under the wow label come out I, I think it's feeling stuff hmm. and I think you use wow to cover over the feelings and I'm encouraging you to uh, bypass the bypass. You know, stop using the shortcut and actually let the feelings come out. Would yeah. you try that right now? Yeah. Yeah, I feel a lot of sadness in all of this. About? I feel sad to realize that these different parts have been running circles around me for so long. You just swallowed that down. Try to not swallow it down. I, I think sad. the wow, sorry. I feel sad to be realizing how much my quest is being thrown around or at the whims of all this stuff for so long that it's almost been like a accident when 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 my adults in front and when things are really shining and I, I haven't known about that I think <clears throat> I would suggest that the wow the term wow is a, a, a artifact from the speedy exciting um, amazing world of Dan Palmer you know it's an artifact from that and you can catch yourself using that and instead let, let the floodgates open and, and bring other people into that world with you instead of staying in the wow world, something like that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. I'll share one other thing um, and with gratitude to, to Vieta, who told me about this four stone thing. 
where each day you have a stone representing each feeling and daily check in and say, hey, sadness, what do you have for me? And so on. And within an hour of of, of uh, hear, hearing about that, I'm with my child, you know, my 11-year-old who's been experiencing some big stuff and they're, their head is between their knees and they're just sobbing and it was it was just incredible for the the barrier or the 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 distance to close between this stuff this world and my relationship with this with what this my child and um and just the incredible clarity with children all the stuff is just blisteringly clear it's this this is an emotion you didn't process that sadness about missing such and such when we left this country and so on and and this is a, this is what's happening it was it was a, such a beautiful experience i'm really glad for that mm. thank you thank you thank you thank you just one thing that and chloe there's a, a <clears throat> lot of writing happening ava from you could you just somehow loop dan's you know, realization they're into, can he connect into your team there who's researching all the, all the child parenting evolutionary stuff and share, so he can share that in that space and also get fed from that? Are you, are you talking about the website? Both or, or, yeah. or all? Yes, and. Yes, yes, I don't know how yet, and yes. And could you just tell us for I, the recording? Well, there's, I'm doing this work talk this Friday. It's called Parenting Out of Patriarchy. And it's about noticing as, as adults, as parents or adults in general, when we're with children, when we are connecting with them so that our patterns or our unfelt feelings produce more and more um, of the same of the same stuff and and that we can notice that and we can help each other noticing that and then we can just stop it and and it's basically just about connecting with them and just being with them and yeah you're welcome to join and and it's for me it's like just uh, like kicking off into the unknown i have no idea where this is going to we will find out together And which website were you mentioning? <laughs> well, I have a website and there's not so much on about the parent, but there's the work talk on or, yeah. Okay. I thought, didn't you, weren't you talking about the Possibility Parent website? Oh, that, that yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm with um, uh, Christine um, Ploschens. Mm. Uh, we're, we're, there's a Telegram group and um, yeah, we're writing about the experiments and gathering articles all about possibility parenting. Yeah. So do you want me to invite you into that group, Dan? Mm, yes, please. Yeah, I'll do that. To be part of that conversation. There's also in Poland Marcin and Beata, and they held, I don't know if you, are, I know them, know? yeah. 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 Okay, so they, they held the meetings and they, yeah. So maybe uh, if you are connected, maybe they also would love to join or participate. Yeah. 
a lot yeah. of experiments and clarity. Yeah, cool. Will you both put those links also into the Mage Telegram group just so everybody can have access and share? Yes. Thank you. Great. I, this morning, it's been a few days. It just feels more relevant this morning because of the Mage training. I have been in some kind of liquid state and somehow it, it involves my intellectual body this time, which is a rare liquid state for me. And I can feel my sharpness just being weaker than, than usual. And so I just wanted to share that as, as also I'm a space holder in, in this mage training. And it feels that this liquid state is a ricochet of a, a process that Clinton held for me back in December in Brazil, which was about letting go of that the known path letting go of that i know where i'm going and so i have this certainty and the, and kind of this clarity and it and it and also a projected Im image projected image that i know where i'm going and i i realized that i've reached the end and then i was just terrified about okay i don't know i don't know what's next i don't know what's coming and and i can't and i can't and it, and it just had something to do is my parents and especially my dad to hold that I knew where I was going so he wouldn't have to worry about me and also my mom didn't have to worry about me and which was true at 14 years old I left home and I said I'm gonna be a professional swimmer and I don't need you anymore and, and, and my, my parents were shocked but it was true and but I had still this decision of of knowing where I was going and, and that's also how this mage training came about the edge of pure research, just living, functioning, breathing at this edge of new research. And just recently, I, really in the past week, it sort of like took a whole other level. We were reading this book with Clinton called Worm from Orson Scott Card. And I was actually rereading a part because I fell asleep when Clinton was reading it to me. And it's about this young woman who's 13 years old or 15 years old. And her dad dies and she's learning that she's the king. She's the heiress of the whole planet. And her sharing was what well, my father told me about two ways to lead. And one way is to love people. So just really just love people. And the other way is to have people fear you. So it's to lead by fear. And, he said, and she says, well, the, the one with fear is that you have a revol you have content and you uh, you have a re sorry you have a revolution and, you and then you have anarchy and that's the result of leading with fear and the other one of le leading with love is the result is people have content for you they don't actually take you seriously and then there's this anarchy and she said well but my father told me about a third way and the third way is the is the way of the magnanimity which is an English word, magnanimity means kind of a greatness. I don't know. Can somebody, Clinton, do you have another word for it? I think. It's taking a bigger picture into account. Yeah. Generously. Yeah, gener and so it's, it's to love the world. I mean, in that case, but I would say it in my context, it's to love the context in a way that is, that is scary for people. 
It's, it, it's a way to love the work and to love the context, to love your game world, to love the vision in a, such a fierce way that people are scared about it. But they also love you because you're taking a stand that is for that is that is big and is for them and it includes them but it's not about loving them in a way it's about loving the context and so it's it, it's about choosing in this case it was about choosing the context or the game world over choosing the love for your family and and i realized that i I've been adaptive to some people in terms of their wish to be part of my family or to be part of a closer circle or to be part of, you're my sister, like the, the, using these words around me in a way that I would love them more than I love my context. And I've been adaptive to that. And I just said, no, I just said, stop. I just stopped it basically this week and saying, I love the context more. And I, I want you to be part of that context. But if, if you don't love that context, then, then that's probably it in terms of being in, in relationship or in connection. And, and I can still feel the fear about, about how insane that sounds, just how insane that sounds in terms of modern culture and the concept that I have about love, about family, about sisters, about... I have four sisters and it's, will I become cold? Like, I don't know, I have this fear. Will I become inhumane because I love the context more than I, that I'm willing to whatever, be adaptive for the love of a family member, something like that. And yeah, this is, and, and anyway, sometimes in my, I've, I've felt it multiple times over the past four years of my evolution is that sometimes I take just this big step that's way outside of my normal or my comfort zone. And, and then really I have a box freak out. I just have box freak out for about a week or two. And I feel like I'm in the middle of a box freak out. And I, I think in a week or 10 days, I'll, it will be my new normal. Mm. And it's it just yeah. Also wanted to share that if that also happens for you, like whatever, to take these big steps and then it's like whatever, huge box freak out. So I think that's what's happening to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I felt very touched by what you say, uh, and Chloe. Um, I, if you ask in the beginning, what is to share? I have nothing to share. I thought, because um, my, my 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 last week was very quiet, and I only make my my stuff and make my experiments with my to, to stand on, on to stand for for my own um, truth. I, I feel. And um, the last week, my father uh, went to hospital again, and he's nearly dying. 
and as to stand there is here in the moment and I really ask myself um, how I give how how much I have to give away my center to the situation. I'm here, I have, I have my work to do at my home. I have my children, I have my, the mage work I have to do. I have to handle all my day long and I don't know how, how, how to make it. And, um, and it's for me, it's more important to make other stuff than to, to care about my father. <laughs> and I, I know it, it's out of modern, uh, of modern culture. And I, I hear my, 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 my sister belling at my ear that, that I'm so heartless and thinks it's this. And it's... And it's not important. There's something much more important in the world, my world. Maren, does your does your father actually really need anything from you? You know that that he don't need. That's the, that's the point. He don't need something from myself. I don't. I couldn't do anything for him. And that's the, the reason why I can stay, stay here and don't have to drive 500 kilometers to him and to say, uh, I sit next to your bed. It doesn't change anything for him if I would go there. Nothing. And if I would say something, which, which I really start the experiment I started the last week is really to doubt the doubt. Really to do what? To doubt my doubts. Hmm. <clears throat> we're, we're in this territory right now that can be very scary because it's almost like one of the definitions of a sect or a cult is that people abandon their family or abandon ordinary social customs. And the implication of that is that it's, there's only one way and that is to be ordinary. There's only one way, and that's to be ordinary, and to and the and the prevailing value is quote unquote family. And you see that often in movies. You know, the gangsters stick together, whatever. The, these you know, family blood is thicker than water. Whatever. There's all this. Who inherits the money? You know, where who owns the property? like all this stuff about family. And it's, uh, if you read Kurt Vonnegut Jr. in a book called Cat's Cradle, he's very clear about cultural relativity. And he invents a term called a grand falloon. And a grand falloon, he equates it to a balloon. It's, it's, a, it's a fictional fantasy world about togetherness. And he, 
there's a, a, a like the group of people in Indiana, you all live in this, this state called Indiana and then they have this name for the people who live in Indiana and they're all, they all, when they meet each other and they, oh, you're from Indiana where, were these hooligans, or I, I don't remember the name of it. Does anybody remember the name for what it means to be, to live in Indiana? Okay, anyway, we're one of those. We are all together one of those. And you can already feel the superficiality of the bond. It's just a fictional, imaginary fantasy world that we have, that we're somehow the same or somehow a family or somehow together. And it's, so, but it's a, a scary theme to, to discuss because, because it's so, uh, so close to this definition of a sect or a cult. And so it's, really, it's important. What, one of the, and Chloe and I would like to shift into pretty soon into a, a practice or an exercise in. Then can I say uh, something before that? Yes. I, I don't want to go there right now. I just want to, I was mentioning it. Okay. Go. Well, just, just about this, this family or, 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 or friend. And I think it, it, for me, it also emerged out of this research and this experimentation about this space of agreement. And somebody made me an offer saying, I want to talk to you because I want to know how you are. And I didn't answer or something like that. And then we, we ended up having the conversation and, and I said, I want to know why. Why do you want to know about my life? And the person said, well, because this is how I care for you. Or this is how we're friends. Or this is how we are together. And I said, well, what's the purpose? I really, and I really, I didn't, I made no assumption about it. I said, what, you know, what is the purpose of knowing about my life? And I wouldn't get off it because really what I, what I got is that I'm a, I'm a mage. And so when I asked somebody like earlier, we had a call with Gabriella and I, I said, I want to know how you are. And the purpose, which I didn't share with Gabriella before then, but the purpose was so I could get to encounter Gabriella before I could make an offer. And could I make the offer depending on how she is right now or like who she has become? because it's been a long time we haven't talked. But my purpose was, I want to make an offer, but I need to get where Gabriella is before, beforehand. And so I think mostly this, on this, how are you? Oh, I want to know about your life. I want to know about your relationship. What's going on in your life? The purpose is completely unconscious, mostly. And I think most of the, it could be that, for example, one of the purposes, well, if I know about you, then I can love you. Or if you share with me, then, then you love me. If you share, if you unfold your life to me, then that means you love me. So it's a proof of love. Or it could, I don't know, I don't know. I think it's worthwhile a research to, I mean, it could be something that you ask the people who ask you, why do you want to know? How will it serve your quest? And that could be a question. How will knowing about my life will serve your quest? Because if it doesn't serve your quest, then I, you, for me, my answer was I'm not answering. Because then it's serving something unconscious. And, I, and that was this thing of 
then I'm not playing that game. I'm, I, I don't, I refuse to feed into the unconscious purpose that is whatever child or I think mostly child, some kind of child or, or, or uh, belonging, yeah, this value of friendship or family. So you can inquire, you can truly inquire about the, the purpose of these kind of moves. And I think it leads to great conversation. And it leads to conversation as a mage that serves your quest, which is about upgrading human thoughtware or um, healing or transformation or initiation. These, these kind of conversation, I think, lead, lead there. And what I wanted to say was, thank you, and Chloe. What, what I wanted to say was, the a lot of the mage exercises that we will be doing here or we are doing here depend on or sit on top of your ability to take care of yourself in a way that we briefly mentioned about this phase one and phase two of adulthood, about how phase one of adulthood, like we used to think there was just adolescence and then these initiations and then adulthood. And now we're finding that there's phase one and phase two of adulthood work. And phase one of adulthood work is being able to take care of yourself. And this thing about how so many of us were abused and, and if our survival strategy incorporates allowing ourselves to be abused, then we are unable to take care of ourselves. We just pro promote or prolong the self-abuse as part of our life, and we made it ordinary. And the mage work really depends on you having be, being well on your way in phase one of, of adulthood work, which is when somebody asks you a question, you can answer it without being adaptive. You can say what you want. You can say yes or no. You can take care of yourself. You can make boundaries. You can dress yourself and feed yourself, you know, and live in a place that's warm enough and, you know, safe enough. And you're just taking care of yourself. And if, you, if you're putting on <clears throat> or your clients are putting on a show of, hey, I'm cool. I'm taking care of myself. I'm okay. Everything's fine. Let's, let's do this. Whatever you do with them, that goes beyond that, there's nothing, there's no foundation for it to stand on. They have not built this, I, I am taking, in reality, taking care of myself, that foundation needs to be handled in phase one of adulthood work that before phase two can happen. And a lot of the major work is phase two stuff. It's really about unleashing your potentials and building your projects and and relating to people in transformational ways and creating healing and transformation spaces and providing your value and service and, and doing your work in the world as the space through which your bright principles and archetypal lineage can work and so can flow. And so, and these are phase two adult work. So whatever else we say, whatever else we've said before or will say, it depends on this. It's like, it really includes I mean, and Chloe and I kind of scanned everybody to try to make sure that each of us were pretty well on our way in phase one of adulthood work. 
so that we can jump into the phase two adulthood work. It's, and that was the basis for the MAGE training. And it would be important for you to keep that distinction in mind with the people that you're working with. I mean, there was one time there was a lady in Mallorca that and Chloe and I were working with a couple of sessions and nothing changed. And we finally, the third session, she comes in and we just go into, essentially we gave her a holding. We just gave her a, a two hour holding, essentially. She, and, and that changed more for her than any other distinctions or practices or any, anything else. And, it, we, and we acknowledged and recognized her being in a place where she was doing such kind of beginning phase one adulthood work. And we could be with her with that. And she still remembers this, this session with us till today, how what a turning point that was for her. So in terms of working with your clients, it really, even if you're so excited about phase two advanced transformational, you know, noticing with split attention and, and causing multiple spaces, to, whatever. If you're, even if that's exciting to you and your client is in the beginning of phase one adulthood, where that's where you have to meet them because nothing else will be stable. We'll have nothing to stand on. So it's shocking to me to say how many decades it's taken us to get that clarity or me to get that clarity that really I need to work with people where they are for it to be useful, not necessarily what, where I want to go. You know, I mean, I'm not a victim of where they are. And so I'm not, I'm not imprisoned in where they are. You know, I'm not, I don't have, it's not a mechanical reaction that I have to deal with them where they are because I have all the doors behind me or next to me to open at any moment or hold them open and just see what happens. But in reality, the people need to do phase one before they do phase two. That's where we, that's where we are. To add to this, it's something that we realized recently with Clinton is that we're not, Clinton and I, and, and I've noticed it in other spaces is that We've, we've, we've almost forgotten about this healing process called holdings. And that it is really part of stabilizing in phase, this phase one of adulthood to do uh, a two times a week, 15 minutes holding for three months because we've just not been held. We've just, really in modern culture, we've just not been held basically heart to heart, you know, close without any sexual energy or, or reward or any whatever twist on what the holding means. And so if you have not done that, really find somebody to do this with. Really just find somebody for three months. It's just like the free, free, free. It's as powerful. It's just a whole other dimension of healing that needs to happen. And to as a, also as a reminder for us who are working with people to, to, to tell your clients to do this, really tell your clients to do this. So I'm saying, you know, Gabriela and Sophia Magdalena, who you both in a bridge house, that should be part of the bridge house. Yeah, yeah it, I can share it is in uh, uh, part of our bridge house. And I had a client, um, I, I still work with her and there was, you know, sexual abuse and, uh, at one point, uh, I invited her to do a holding, and we came back to having session after one month. 
because it, and, until she, she completed a couple of holdings. She, she did that two times a week uh, with another woman that also worked you know, on a field club with me. And that really changed a lot with her because we couldn't go further. I felt that this is another abuse of doing emotional healing process mm. when she doesn't have this stability in her body. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Hmm. I have one discovery to, to share. Uh, I feel age. I mm, recently I tried during this bridge house experiment there is a lot of happening and I uh, have this intention to write it and I realized today I got so stuck and I had a couple of documents opened and I wrote here a little bit and here a little bit and I was like how to you know how and and I was I've been stuck for a couple of days already and then I I, you know, I got somehow inspired to open another door and to start to create a graphic about it and start to draw. And I've realized that, and after doing that for 15 minutes, I got this feeling I could come, I, I could connect to what was inside of me. And I, and the block disappeared because I opened different doors to touch this topic. I don't know if I'm explaining it well, this, mm -hmm. do you know? And I want to share with you because I guess a, a lot of us, uh, I'm guessing that a lot of us are stuck sometimes and sometimes to use another, it's, it's really worth to use another door than writing, than words. Maybe it could be a movement. For me, it was visual because I, I've been a visual artist and designer for a long time. So that's, my primary way of expressing and um, and i and i forgot about it i forgot about this doorway that could and i didn't don't need to finish it's not about doing an art out of that it just helped helped me to connect with this whole field that wants to go through me thank you thank you thank you I'd like to share one thing to the phase one you were just talking about. And because you've been in the Team Dach meeting and there you've talked also about it and this question of do I have enough air and do I have enough space? And what really accompanied me the, was do you have enough self-respect? And this question is so powerful for me to, to carry it every moment. And it's, it's the door for me often to, to change any space I'm in and to say what I want because it's so clear. There's, there's a part of me that knows so much when I'm not giving myself enough self-respect. And I wanted to share this, this possibility of like walking, to walk with that question and just like, yeah, amplify what you want in your life with that. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. The the recording that 
or the, the space that Marcus is talking about, the possibilitator training, Dar is online at the possibilitator meetings.mystrikingly.com. And it, it was just it, the, the last Dach great uh, group call was just fantastic in terms of also as a as a mirror of uh, not be a consumer in the space, but being a collaborator by having questions, having true authentic questions from uh, work on our on yourself or work with working with other people. And, and that's really what happened in that in that team. So you can check it out. It's an hour and a half. Uh, recording. I'll post a link on the Telegram group. Thank you. Any other sharing? I mean, James, you made this amazing write-up. James, I mean, it's too late now. We know that you're a writer. And that's the problem when, when people lucidly share. <laughs> it's over, buddy. <laughs> it has been revealed. So, so I hope you do some articles really that it was very, it really communicated, it was very clear. People's writing, sharing, you guys are just really doing super. So I hope, hope you just roll that into some articles, roll that into you know, more writing. That's really helpful. Anybody, do you want us to add anything or how's that, was chapter two like now? Or chapter three, I don't know where you are right now. Yeah. Right now, what's what's real for me is I just feel well, it's not a feeling. Maybe it is, but whatever. I I have a sense of just bathing in this space right now. I'm just feeling incredibly nourished by being here, and, and I feel I really feel like that just the importance of this space and spaces like this just just exploded for me the importance and the value for me in the world has just of these spaces seems massively increased over the last week or so thank you thank you yeah. uh, I'd, I'd like to share on that that it's and it's connected to what you mentioned and Chloe about the saying yes for context and last to people. I've and I've I'm also working with uh, with Marco and that uh, and it's it's really it's becoming really clear to me when I'm saying I I'm going to work on this and PM is on the table and regenerative development and there is no well sometimes we might use it sometimes we don't. And, and I've seen my, I'm saying more no. And, I, and I've realized this morning of how I was starting to allow other things to happen. Like, and I was feeling being in a way to connect, to allow other things, to connect with the local people in the project. And it was so important when we came back about, it's a no. It's not about all these issues about, well, but if we try to impose or if we bring the language, that's the delivery that's something else it's action but it's not about as anchoring this is radical responsibility context and no negotiation whatever comes then we'll flow it but and, and for me it was really important and 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 i also want to share that um which for me is connected to uh, what you mentioned about me dying this morning 
And today I had a, something really big with my ex-partner. And my thing was about, I'm superior and she's on her gremlin. And then Juan Marco brought me about how you were responsible for this to happen. And then I also realized it, it was me, instead of saying a no, and it would end any possibility of gremlin feeding zone, I didn't use my gremlin, I didn't use my no, and, and my gremlin came about teach, preaching or teaching or being superior on messages about, well, you didn't ask me if you could come here today. You just said you were going to, you want to ask me. And then I realized that, why, why was I doing that? I, I, it was just a no, it was an adult, something. And so it, it really landed on my energetic system about what is about being 100% responsible for anything. And for me, it's, it's connected to this mage thing. Because in my, in my mind was about I'm 100%, but in my energetic body was still about I'm co-responsible. Like I have some responsibility, but she's responsible for what's happening here. And I was in liquid state for like three hours. I, I, my gremlin was doing a lot of stuff. And for me, it's about, it connects to being a mage. It's being 100% responsible for everything, whether I'm doing it or not. I'm allowing it somehow. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. I think um, my sense is if I could hear a little bit from Jan and some from Vera, and maybe Vicence, then we could jump into the exercise. Distinction about 100% responsibility. Um, I am feeling it very painfully this week as I am plowing through commitments that I've created for myself uh, and they've kind of overlapped now. Um, and it's really, uh, I like it's much easier to be in this hundred percent responsibility when things are going quasi smoothly. <laughs> but where there is like this real physical overwhelm, where I don't sleep enough and I am like at my desk for sixteen hours straight, um, like I cannot anymore ex like escape the pain of I have created that for myself and this is something with, with which I'm sitting right now in between of the actual doing of the commitments but I had this interesting like this interest I, I am in that interesting prison of responsibility in a way right now where I've created a commitment uh, that was kind of extended by the fact that this, this course that I'm teaching uh, also has to become a material for the government to teach the same course for other people. <laughs> Instead of, of only teaching the course, I have to create the material. And this is like an additional task. Like, like it's like 100% redoing the material so it is teachable by somebody else because my lecture was a workshop, basically. 
And I was in this very weird, and this is somehow connected to this healing from school because I felt like I, if, uh, as if I were in school again and I had to complete my assignment. And there was this, there is this struggle between, oh, this is bullshit. And I should just wing it and just, just, just don't care about the quality. And this, this overwhelming sense of, well, but I've made that commitment and my value is creating things that are of quality. And this hope of this actually serving someone. And being in that, those conflicting forces is really doing something to me, additionally to this physical exhaustion that I'm feeling. So I am curious how that comes out, what comes out of it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I wanted, I'd like to just mention this thing about conscious theater. Um, and then Chloe, when then Chloe was talking about, you know, loving the context and then loving the people. And there, there are times when it's appropriate and valuable to do a piece of conscious theater um, in, in which you role play or cause to occur the experience in the other person that you are with them or like them or in the same social you know, world that they are like family, you know, oftentimes with family, that's the case. You know, I talked to my brother who lives in the desert in California and I, I try to map onto his world as if his, as if I, as if those things make sense to me and we can, and we can have a great conversation in that space, but it, it's not, it's not the uh, ideal or authentic or, you know, it doesn't doesn't like feed the the deep mage part of myself, you know. But but it was a piece of conscious theater. So there's there's that thing. But along those lines, there's times when one judges a a seeming um, demand, and like a, like you're saying, Jan, this demand on you, according to your commitment, according to your value, it would. A implies B, you know, I do the class and, and then according to the assumption or expectation, I, I need to, you know, deliver the handbook for how to teach this for the government. And, and it's, I'm not saying this is the case and probably it's probably not one of these cases, but there are cases when it's, it's a, a tool to deliver conscious irresponsibility where you actually fail on purpose to to respond in in a in a way that seems like it's maximum integrity or maximum consciousness or maximum responsibility it's a and it is a, a one of those chaos generating actions that destroys possibility it's one of the it just kind of destroys stuff so i just wanted to bring that in the space to have it as a possibility that there are times, I haven't done it for a while, but I, I have done it many times to consciously be irresponsible. So this is conscious irresponsibility. And it'll it just destroy something that would not have, in my opinion, caused that, you know, provided value. It would have just sucked a lot of time and energy and attention away from me. And it's not on my track. It's somebody else's job. 
and I just go irresponsible with it. I just don't answer emails. I, I, I give the wrong information. I act confused. And it, it doesn't take much effort to be consciously irresponsible. That's pretty easy to do. And, and there are consequences. And there can be times when those consequences are useful. So I just wanted to offer that conscious irresponsibility as a tool. And Jan, I'm not saying this is one of those times. It feels to me it's not one of those times. It feels to me that you know somebody could get that handbook. It's in the government. Somebody could get it and go, shit, this this is something, and it could change. You know, could actually cause something. I don't know, but it just it, it reminded me of, to make that as a uh, an offering in the space. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I actually, had a moment I finished writing up the lecture just before the training today. And I had a moment of like real sadness and this, this, this gratitude that I actually came through with the quality in the hope that this will help something. Because this is really, to me, it's an important lecture about the interplay between technology, responsibility and humans and how we work. Mm -hmm. And I haven't seen such a course in at least in the Polish uh, you know, infosphere. So it was important to me in a way to deliver that. And at the same time, there is this, this fear that this doesn't matter. Well, you know, there's other elements at work. So there's echo at work, there's your archetypal lineage at work. You don't know if you just wrote the chapter for your book or your next book, you know, it could easily be that. So well done. Thank you. Yeah. There's so many, gosh, so many threads. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm going to pick some, one of the things that I'm, 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 I'm experiencing myself in a big liquid state since I think two weeks ago uh, after we moved to this uh, new house in the sense of learning to with this this challenge and um, experiment major experiment of of committing to closeness and in my in the in like relating uh, to my partner but also relating and relating in general to commit to committing to closeness and mm, making experiments in that and noticing, I've been noticing how parts of my gremlin that had been previously more um, either buried or hidden or not so visible to me come have have been emerging and this this part of what i've discovered that there's a um a space of when when i hit a lot of conscious incompetence and i'm, I'm something isn't working and i'm, I'm practicing something that is not working and i'm still incompetent than this and in this second quadrant of the learning spiral that at a certain point it is easier it becomes easier for my inner structure to mix sadness and fear and go into despair because then it's a get out of jail card from my gremlin going like it, it's it's useless like I, I don't 
Like, why am I doing this? Why am I relating to this man? Or why am I doing this experiment? Why am I putting myself in this position? And so I'm paying a lot of attention to the, to the easy way, ways out or the, the potential easy way out of, of, yeah, of, of doing the experiments that I'm not, that I'm not comfortable or that I don't know, or that I don't have whatever my box senses is success or aha, now I have, a, or this, which is also very similar to what Magdalena has uh, shared about having a, a projection image of success. Success means closeness, but the projection isn't, is in the, what is closeness? So closeness would mean a certain result or, uh, or would mean a field of generosity happening between me and, and my partner or, and so in, in this, in this observation, I had a, I had a, on Saturday, I went to town with Devin and, and at some point we had a conversation about, there was, there was a, there was a friction. There was a kind of defended um, part of our communication. And then we sat down and gave each other listening space, just listening and space. And after, you know, six minutes each, I, I wrote that in my, in my beat book when I, the first thing that I could, cause I, I had, I hadn't really uh, identified in myself, like by myself, what I, my survival strategy of wanting to change the other person um, as a, as a, as a mechanism. It was just so, of course, I want to change. I want to change myself. I want to change the world. It's, I, I cannot um, separate it from my, from my inner structure. But the thing that I wrote was this, even in my relating with uh, Devin, I'm trying to cause a certain result, even if that result is intimacy or generosity or, and this was such a, Gosh, it's like, I never like, I've never, it's like, it's just so almost always, like almost always there that, that I try to not be with what is without, gosh, without always having, wanting to, 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 to cause a, a certain result that I want, that like a certain thing. It's not about not causing transformation or having something, having a, a move that, that, that doesn't, it's like a calculated thing. And that's how I can notice it because I, I so want that closeness or I so want that intimacy or I so want that um, response. And so this is, it's, a, it's kind of a, not a small thing. It's, it's like a small thing for my box, but it's a big thing to, to be able to recognize it be, before someone tells me this is what's going on. Because that would, had been this huge uh, resistance, like not resistance, but this like anger in me. Like, how can I not see this that Clinton is seeing, that Aunt Chloe is seeing so well, you know, that's just very clear for them. And I just cannot see it. So that's a big thing for me. Uh, and a lot of the experiments that I'm doing about 
it may just have to do with with the with decontamination, which is the most of the clients that I have and the collaborations that I have with about eight of you in this call <laughs> that are all my collaborators. And I love that. And two things that I've noticed is this in this work. Um, okay, I'm going to tell one, two, two aspects. One is this, that I've noticed that a lot of people, even in maybe in this, this call is that, in, and also you might have this in your clients is that most people were coming to my, to the decontamination as, okay, I'm, I've been doing this cool thing. I've been doing this amazing thing. I've been working on this and, and almost like trying to prove to me that they're uh, where they are on the job or where they are on the path of decontamination. And, and it takes you guys away from being of opening the, the contamination to me and to yourselves. So there's not a lot of spaces in your lives or in people's lives usually that have a safe enough space that you can show your child ego state contamination and your parent ego state contamination that it can be received in a neutral, such a neutral way that you can then look at it and receive the communication, separate it and practice it. But a, a lot of, of most of my the collaborators are, are coming to the calls as in like, I've got this out of the way and I, you know, I'm, I'm working on this and, and it's just this a, a level of subtle level of the showing up as an adult to the, to the space holder, like see how adult I'm, I'm, I'm getting. And so I, I want to also to kind of it, in your spaces and in my space, so I'm, I'm bringing more of this awareness to just, I don't need that. And you don't need that. You're here. You are here to get the shit out. I'm, I'm going to stir things so that the, the contamination comes out. And so to, I want I, uh, to not be met, this, this stirring up, not be met with, with this pretend adult, with this pretend look, like to only show me that, that, that 10% part that is, or that 20% part that is adult, because my calls and in the calls of, of coaching calls are meant to like poke, poke, poke until the shit comes out, until the pus comes out. And so to not, to not hide that. And that's more of a hint that I'm noticing in my, in my calls and that I told a few of you already. And I want to say a third thing, which is this, I, I asked for possibilities for Clinton and Chloe about recently about money, about we're doing a European tour and there's flights and there's um, travels here and there. And, and the thing that for me was just so groundbreaking was that how I was still looking at earning more money as a problem that needs to be fixed as a this this inner structure part of me is like aha I have this thing get get me some solutions or possibilities and instead what Clinton and Chloe provided was a context shift it, to shift from 
problem solver. Let's fix this problem of, of earning enough money to do all these amazing things that I want to do to something completely different. That was not about money at all, but it was about creating, almost creating debt with the universe, creating so much uh, value or telling, uh, creating legends, creating a field, uh, like a, a soul of soil so fertile that what wants to come, basically creating a space so that my archetypal lineage could do this work in the world. And so that even, even that in that moment, I was so um, narrow-sighted. And so this also how my, my question that I've been carrying is in, in what other ways I have been trying to solve problems, problem solving, instead of bringing the client or the person or the space to a, a completely different context of relating with life that is not about money or not about lack of intimacy or whatever lack of is. So these three main things that I'm like really liquid about. <laughs> so thank you too. And there's a fourth thing. There's more, but I, you know, do you want no. me to speak for two hours and a half? There's a fourth thing. Oh, gosh, that's not even the least important. <laughs> like uh, 38 years ago, I pushed my mother's belly out into the world. And uh, I, I was born in a, in a waiting room. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yay. Happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy being day. Yeah, happy being day. <laughs> happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. A couple words from the Vishens department. Yes, I would like to share. Um, for me, it's been it's been a research since the, the lab in Florianopolis. Um, I've been trying to figure out how to deal on liquid states that I feel huge amounts of fear. And I don't know if it's my box or my gravity, I identify it as a bad liquid state <laughs> because I, Actually, on a liquid state, I feel like I'm on the edge and I feel the growth, I feel the transformation. And on this bad liquid state, I feel just the opposite. My activity increases, my emotional fear, anger, emotional anger, they increase. And then I was with Devin on the, and Marcus on the apprenticeship of the Gremlin transformation. And, and then, Devin asked me to give, why I don't give feedback on the gremlin things that I noticed on some of the people. And then I saw how afraid I was to give straight feedback, although I, I, can, I can map what, what's happening. And, and then I, 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 okay, I agreed, I'm going to do an EHP about that. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And I did it on Saturday. And then I, I, I went very deep. I, I, I went through my, my mother making boundaries and saying she didn't, I wouldn't, I wasn't allowed to, 
to express what I have to manifest. And then I go even deeper and I saw how many times, like how many times my mother let me just starve, just starve and as a revenge about my father. And then it, it was a very long process. And in the end, I saw like I'm, I was a very on a rage state about, I, I don't want to submit to that. And then I couldn't go further. And the person that was doing the HP with me said, you, you, you didn't go to the bottom, to the bottom. You, you're still covering with the unconscious anger, your unconscious fear. And then, okay, I, I will deal with that later. And then for, for those days, I, I'm, I'm just trying to put my grammar on the leash and it's almost impossible. I kept myself like with emotional things all the time. And it's, it's, like, it's a bad liquid state. Like I, I don't know what to do. Like I'm persecuting friends that I, and I have to say what I'm doing. And, it's almost out of control about, and I, this, this night I, I was dreaming about murdering people and being, having a life, like running away from murdering people. It's so overwhelming. And I still don't know, I still don't know this. And it, I think it's a research, how, how to navigate these bad liquid states. Like they, they don't, don't frighten me as before. And I, I still don't know what to do. I, that's where I am right now. And I have fear just to say this, I'm, I'm shaking just to say this here because I, I, I have blank. I, I don't see myself doing mage stuff like on those days. It's just go blank. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Susanna, it looked like you were gonna say something. Um, me there is a it's, it's, it seems very simple that there is a like the second layer of the process is waiting and it shows itself all this emotional fear and anger which is coming up that's for me what I see and I yeah I would go uh, so I would go for the next layer of the process which is simply below as your 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 space holder said. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And and yeah. and gremlin is coming in when there is this instability, when when there is this um when there is this instability, um how is the word? Oh, I don't know the word. Balance. When the bodies, when the bodies are not, um, yeah, imbalance. I think imbalance in the bodies. Said, yeah, yeah. And then it's simply what 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 is to be what what's going on. That gremlin is coming out to protect the old the box, the old old structure. So go for the next process and probably soon. Yeah. Thank you. And, and Vicente, will you? Will you do your holdings be being held? I, I don't think you did that, did you? No, I did not. 
Yeah, that would be really important basis for this fear. It would be, and especially the stuff with your mom that you said you described. So you do it with a man, you just do it twice a week, 15, 20 minutes. The holdings would be very important. Thank you. And Vishant is somehow maybe part of uh, part of this emotional healing process is to, I don't know, check out about this starvation thing. And, and, and that part of taking care of yourself is really to feed yourself when your body needs it. And so I, I don't know what your relationship to food is, but um, if that was at play in your early childhood, um, yeah, that it's part, it's part of your awareness, part of taking care of yourself, it's part of your healing to feed yourself properly when you, when you choose, when you decide, and then you're out of the game of starvation. Thank you. I, it's, it's well known about all my friends that I eat a lot. Like I'm, I, I love to eat and not anymore today, not so big today, but, but this is, this has been a lot to me about eating. Okay, well, that might, that could be a reaction to the starvation. Yes. And so it can be brought back into balance so that eating is not a reaction. It is actually something that nurtures you. It's part of nurturing. Yeah. Yeah. After the process. Uh, I have my. I would like to. I also want to add something from my own experience uh, about, I used to have, have, Years ago, I, I had a um, difficult relationship to food, meaning I would get really angry and this fear when I don't have my food. And what really helped me was going on a conscious uh, uh, feast. Fast. No, uh, fast fa how do you say? Uh, post. Fast. Mm -hmm. And that was... Uh, I did that in very, I prepared myself also emotionally and uh, I was on f five, f five days of uh, fasting and it really, I went through layers. I had two space holders and it really changed, changed my whole, I, I'm not freaking out. I know I can survive without food and I, I really could feed myself i mean feed not to stuff myself but to nurture nurture myself also yeah a lot of layers if you want i can share with you about that in different space thank you gabriella vera go ahead if you, do you have something uh, yes the the impulse was in a an, for another part of your sharing vicente was this you know, you're you're in the space of gremlin transformation, and as a as a apprentice for space holding, and so my my experience of holding spaces of gremlin is that gremlin comes up like your own your own underworld starts having a bit more space to be seen also by you, and it's a my experience of you have has been that you you have a big this kind of like fear of your own underworld. And so it could also, for me, the impulse was this to the this to not starve also your gremlin, to not starve that that part of you that you are 
want like um, that you are establishing relationship with to really to to really nurture that part so so that that this fear of what your gremlin is going to do or this this negative there's this underworld part of you is not the thing that takes over your your day or your your life basically thank you thank you i want to say something just about sofia magdalena left uh, the space she wrote to me she is holding space for the bridge house and apparently people need her over there I just do want to share something that I, I shared with her is that uh, as part of her basically holding space for a global game world, that's really the first time that she's doing that, Sofia Magdalena, in that she's facing into the chaos that uh, a global game world can turn into. And that it's actually a, a normal stage that sometime, from time to time, the whole game world, people are in liquid state, people are not talking to each other, people are are you know locked in their room whatever the thing is and that it is the way so uh, that she doesn't have to fix it she only has to hold space for it and and to hold space for the for the chaos so i anyway my she couldn't do that so she went in and handled it <laughs> but um yeah, just for anybody here who's holding space for Global Game World or for people who will listen to this recording, that um, it is something to be, whatever, to be the pole, pole in the tornado, that you can be just be okay in a tornado. So I don't forget, and Chloe, will you include that or is it included that in the Game World manual? Because it for me, it's okay. with also the possibilitator training goes into this i'd love to great. know more about it yeah, great you. making a note of it yeah yes it also came to me about the question is it a collective liquid state is it shifting context to um, it also brought curiosity and images to, okay. to me. Okay, this is a note for the Game World Incubator. If you're joining the Game World Incubator, we'll go into that and it will be in the Game World Manual and the Game World uh, Handbook, Game World Building Handbook. I would, I, would move, I would move to a little part of a context and then action. And is, this is about the mage interface. I would just jump to the mage interface, Clinton. So can you talk about this to work with the mage interface? There's an interface between what is and what is possible. It's like, a, it's like when, if you're in the ocean, there's this big ocean. And then there's, when you're on land, there's this big land. But the place where stuff really happens is where the land meets the ocean. This is where life evolved, essentially. So most of us are very well defended or very skilled at defending against bringing what's possible very close on to what is. So there's different techniques we have for staying away, for example, from a, an accurate assessment of what's actually going on. So for example, we've been trained by modern culture to listen to the news and to think that the news is what's really going on. When in fact, the news is a 
a corporate monopoly designed for one thing only, and that is to make profit, essentially to sell advertising. And so their objective is to get your attention whatever way they can to slip in advertisements that they get paid for. So it's just a corporate profit-making enterprise has nothing to do with really reporting what is. And so that requires a different kind of attention being a paid, being paid to what's going on in the planet, what's going on with people, what's going on in cultures, what's going on in, in all these worlds outside of the grip of the media that you need to have a grip of and, and, and a connection to physics and, and the laws of, of ecology and these kinds of things that are, are actually occurring and, and connected to the nonlinear, unreasonable, immense or almost limitless source of what's possible and bringing those two very close things together inside of yourself. And that's the mage interface because that is where you have power. You know, so I have, I have a cup sitting over here and I cannot pick up the cup unless my hand is close enough to the cup. I can see the cup, I can think about the cup, I can draw a picture of the cup, I can photograph, you know, I can do all these things, but I cannot move the cup until my hand is on the cup. And that's, that's the mage interface is, okay, then what's possible with the cup? I can turn it upside down, I could smash it, I could throw it, I could drink out of it. There's all these things that could happen with the cup. And this is just a very simplified example. But until you actually are, have what's possible close enough to what is, nothing will really happen. And so this, what we'd like to do is start is explore together, use each other's group intelligence to, to point at or indicate our techniques or our ways of deceiving ourselves, or going into a fantasy world or a story world about what is or about what's possible that keeps those two apart, that keeps us away from the mage interface. And it's, it's like <coughs> some of you were saying about the radical responsibility part, about being radical responsibility. Radical responsibility applies at the mage interface. You know, if it's over there, if something's happening over there with them or it's out of your reach or whatever, you can't be radically responsible except in theory. But if you can bring them together, that's where radical responsibility has effect. That's where you can cause transformation or cause adventure or cause discovery, whatever you're intending to discover. I mean, the, yeah, eating this, this current assessment this uh, accurate assessment of current reality, it, for me, it's, it, I'm still in, the, in, a, in a process of this, but it's, it's also really, uh, somebody was talking about this, about popping the bubble of worshiping to some kind of authority figure or teacher or person that you look up to, is that the worshiping bubble will take you out of an accurate assessment of current reality about what's really going on. Because everybody has a, a shadow world. And, and, and everybody has a box and everybody has a gremlin and, and to be really clear about that. And so in a way also of, of taking care of yourself and of the, the possibility to create, like, I mean, and that's a kind of another topic. And it's like, then if you're really clear about that without this worship, worshiping bubble, 
then you can create possibilities for people who are bigger than you. Whatever, who have bigger beings or more matrix or, or whatever. But because, because you're really clear about, about what's really going on, and then you also have access to this possibility. And so one, one sentence that Clinton said when we were thinking about this is, do not let reality get solid. So there is laws of physics and laws of ecologies and mechanics in the world. And whatever reality people paint over, so with their story world, their belief, their expectation, their resentment, or your own you know, stories, belief, expectation, resentment, fantasy world, makes reality solid. It's like, in, it, it is like this. And so this... The, the, at the mage interface, reality is not solid like that anymore. It's not solid because it is this, basically this space between, yes, the rea reality is happening like this right now and there is something else is possible. Something else is possible. And, and that's where the freedom of movement comes. Where the freedom of movement, the work, which in a way is uh, the way, like Clinton said, like where you have power to unfold the potential that is not yet established, that is not yet unfolded. So it's it, it's only there that you can um, how do you, how do you say that unfold, bring to life, bring to manifestation potential that hasn't is not existing yet. Like that. So it's actually your conclusion that reality is solid, like that somebody said this or they're being like that or it can only go like this. This is a, you make a conclusion like that. And when you make reality solid in that way, you hold this story, you hold your conclusion, your projection, you hold it that way. Then you, 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 that's when you don't get access to the mage interface. So it's pay attention to when we're coaching each other. Now we'll, we'll try to look at ways that you might be rigidifying or solidifying, crystallizing reality into something that's unworkable, something that has no possibility. Because yeah, like like then, you know, when you can see how you're doing it, you know, then look at why you're doing it. Why, why would you be doing that? Why would you be solidifying reality? And then you have access to some other possibility. Okay, so we're growing groups of three. I'm building Wait, a room. Just, there might be a question, go ahead. Okay. For me, like when I open my mouth and say this word, then I am getting closer actually to like to this point where I am getting more possibilities, for example. Okay, thank you. That was an experiment. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're going in groups of three and we'll have about uh, seven minutes, six, seven minutes per person. So one, one is the client and both of you, the other two people are, are mages. And the client is, you, you're doing your own research about what is in the way for you to have access to this mage interface, which is both, it's at the place where you have an, as, an accurate assessment of current reality and access to what is possible. That's where the, the mage interface. So how are you blocking that? And then what's the benefit? Like, like Clinton said, why? Why are you blocking this? And the two mage uh, space holders keep your, your, your sword sharp and at their neck and be with them on, on that journey. 
So you, you're providing value also to the journey. Any questions? Anything to add, Clinton? No. Okay, here we go. And wait, Clinton, I'm making you co-host. And going into one. Yeah, I'll join you and you to type in. I'll join you in there. Conclusions, solid. It, one is to just to uh, believe in what I've learned about the boundaries of what happens. In, will you in write this down, Vicente? Will you write this down? Because you could look at the recording again, but it would be important to write it down because that's where you'll do your next experiments. You're designing your next experiments. So can you say it again, what you just said? Just write it down. Can I, can I record and then translate because I don't want to be using the... Okay. It's can just I write down some stuff for Vincent then? Okay, so okay. I'm recording to myself. So uh, one thing that I, I'm blocking and solidifying reality is to... So when I believe what I was taught uh, about emotions and, and the fragility that people live and, and that we have to be careful about that. And, and that, that becomes so rigid and the method to me that actually in the back, I have fear that I don't, I don't know how to navigate only to prevent and to try to prevent that. And, and the other thing is that what I feel and, 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 and those despairs and the way that I believe I'm going to freak out or, or I will not hold it and those bad liquid states, I, I really been believing and I still do somehow. I really been believing that I cannot over, overcome and I cannot be safe. I, I have to be just preparing and, and, and try to avoid going irresponsible about what, what I can feel, what I can endure and what can people endure and how, how am I make them going liquid and how irresponsible I am. And I have all a lot of those stories in me and they've been very real to me and they still do. And, and somehow I've been learning that I might not die. And I, I don't have that figured out. I, I only know that I believe that as real. And I- Vicente, can you say why? What, what do you get from that? You, you've known about this for a long time. 
You knew about it for a long time. security rules and to have to give my center to someone that could guide me and Vicente mm. <laughs> as on your path of evolution you're building your own north you're building your own compass does that make any sense to you yeah so Even right now, what would be the benefit to trust their compass more than your own? I have I have fear that I'll be irresponsible for a huge game world that I'm part of, and that has these rules and these guidances. And I don't know, I don't know how to navigate that yet. I have fear. Wait, are you talking about the medical profession or psycho psychology profession, that game world? I am, yes. And I think an experiment, one experiment, you and I started it a year or more ago. You and I started this game world called possibility psychology. You and I started that. Do you remember this? I remember. So there's a way that you can do your work and your research and build your compass in possibility psychology, which is still the domain of psychology, but it has a different name, a different context, a different purpose, a different style, a different, and, and you, can, you can develop that and not have to fight or take down or you know, destroy the whole other world of psychology. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm afraid to say this here. Go ahead. We're in public, but I'm, I already saw some needs with a client of mine and I, I just, I just proposed to him that I could offer him something different and to not mix the context. I invited him to my house on next Thursday and we are going to do rage process and I don't know how it's going yet and I'm confident that I can, I can deal with that. And, and, and it's totally off those this other game world and he's still my my client on this game world and i don't know how it goes it will be my first going out and i so i don't know yet. i just want to say if you are clear with your client and you can explain there is a new development in psychology you know psychology is very old it's hundreds of years old 
and there's a new development in psychology, like upgraded thought work, just like on the phone. How many times do they upgrade the phone? Oh, every week. So what about upgrading? So the game world of psychology is also upgrading and you have access to it. Would you, and he could, you could say, I, would you like to do, to do some of that? And then you're very clear about the whole thing. And you've yes. learned about those people who've upgraded psychology before, you know, like uh, Young, Lowen, Reich, there were people like you, there were men like you who exactly. were freaking out and they, were, they decided to go on the edge. So you've already learned in books about those, those guys. And, you, and in 10 years, maybe people, or in 20 years, maybe people will learn in books of psychology about Vincente Carneo, who did, who've originated possibility psychology. possibility psychology. And it will be so obvious, like now Lowen is, Alexander Lowen, or Young theory, or whatever. Yeah, I, I'm willing to try that, even if I'm feel in danger somehow by crossing those lines. I, I'm doing it at my risk. And Vishen, yeah, Vishen, really you can start distinguishing between there's a compass that comes from psychology that you've been using a lot. And then you're building a whole new compass. And when I mean compass, that's the um, accurate assessment of current reality. Is what I mean by compass. So you're building a new compass for your accurate assessment of current reality. And you already have access to what else is possible. Yeah, and and I have I I need I I need to allow myself to do mistakes. Yeah. And and what I said to this client is, I don't know how it goes. I've experienced, and I want to shift directions with you. And we we can have an agreement. If something goes bad, I will be by your side and. So do, do you want to try that? And he said, yes. And Okay, shift to the next person. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you. Yeah, and I was starting to talk about how I don't assess what is. And I think it's, it's a strategy to, I have this shy thing still it's a strategy to not face the potential of conflict. And so I better don't ask what is, or I, I actually, I, I put my, my brain into amnesia about things I don't want to know because they are dangerous. So I, I don't really sit down with people and say, okay, Let's put the shit on the table. What's really going on here? I ask. I actually wait for them to do that, and I pretend so, I don't have the words. So you wait for them to tell you what is. Yeah, or I just shy away and wait for them to say, "Now, come on, let's talk," or something like that. So I, I don't take the responsibility when I sense that something is wrong, to to make the first move to put things on the table. I mean, about this, this fear of conflict, really it's the, what would, it would, it's the fear of what would happen if I get in a conflict. 
And that would be a great door for an emotional healing process. Because somehow you have in your body, if I'm in conflict, I'll die, basically. And think about the mage interface. It is nothing but a conflict. It is this huge conflict between what is and what's possible. So you're saying, I'm going to put a bubble around the mage interface. I'm going to stay outside. So why? Why? What for? Yeah, I can understand it could be something from childhood, you know, but if that's still operational, that you put a bubble around the conflict zone and you stay on the outside, what, what do you get from that? Yeah, I think there's this strong part pulling me back to the illusion again and again. I, yeah. This, somehow this, this bubble of... Um, God, you're doing it right now. You're actually yeah, yeah, yeah. doing it right now. You're confusing yourself. You're just like, wah, gray clouds coming over. God. What is, God. What is that thing by, what's, what is that thing on your left side there? What is it? My son is trying to go what, to bed. Okay. Well, you, what, you're doing it right now. I mean, it's amazing. That was amazing. I don't think you know who you are. I don't think you know what you are. I don't think you'll believe us if we tell you what, what you are. I, I propose we each spend 10 seconds or something telling Ava what she is. Ava, you have to write it down. Okay. Go ahead. You are dangerous. You have, you're powerful, attentive, and you, you represent so much love that you would melt down a statue of Stalin into a puddle of melted bronze if you looked at it. You can face any conflict. You have, you're tapped into, automatically tapped into transformational love. Write that down. You, you've written a whole article where there was a conflict and you were able to be love in the conflict. And then you, you think you can't be that in a way. You're protecting yourself from being that when you've already proved to the world mm. by writing a whole article that you, you are that. And that it, you have access to so much, like so much caring about actually being in connection, really creating true, authentic, real, um, not pinky connection. Is that in any conflict, you would have access to that, saying, actually, I want to be with you. Actually, I want to mm. hear about you. I want to hear what's mm. going on. And, and that would, the, you have all these keys to diffuse any gremlin war already write that down come on 
you're a gremlin war diffuser with keys. You are this. The first thing that came to me was dragon priestess. Uh, but it's maybe more like this bridge, like the, this voice. So what did you, go ahead. Uh, as Anne Chloe arrived in the space, that that um, that that flush of fear washed over my body. Anne Clinton, um, which is a child ego state thing, and I realized how true it is for me that I'm very rapidly scanning people in a space, and there's the comparison thing. So. In a way, if they've got more matrix than me, more less matrix than me, and if they've got more 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 than me, that the fear that was caught up with the child ego state shuts me down. Yes, and think? go back to the interface, then not in your mind. Well, I mean that's Marin. That's a main way he does it rather than staying at the interface, which is experiential reality, you bounce into intellectual reality in your mind. Then you're away from the mage interface. Yeah. Yes. So when, when Maren gave you that hint, in, instead of staying with that tension, could you go back to staying with the tension instead of releasing the tension i got what you're saying just to stay with not not understanding or not getting or dan i don't think that it will help you to try to sphincter down your mind it's not about trying to make your mind smaller it's about opening up your energetic body it's opening up your archetypal body it's opening up your your emotional body just keep opening them up mind is fine you can usable. Okay. Op just keep opening these things up to the till it becomes more integrated and balanced. That's gonna bring you closer into the mage interface. That image is helpful of expanding an energetic body. Not mind is not bad, mind does not need to shrink. It's beautiful. It, you're powerful. doing it. You're 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 still doing it. So right now. Yeah. Just analysis. Still, yeah. Yeah. So do you have your possibility stone right there? No. That would be no. So and you, you, you just pick it up and you just touch it. You know, you just keep touching your possibility stone. This is a gateway to physical, energetic, you know, archetypal spaces. You know, this is the sensations. If you don't have that thing with you, you know, just carry something. It doesn't matter what, you know, but keep, keep, touching it and going, okay, my, this is not mind. You know, this thing is not yeah. mind, you know, and, and, but it's real. And this is a gateway for me. I mean, it's real in a way, it's a gateway to current reality, to really a, yeah. an accurate assessment of current reality without the, your child ego, bodies. in a way your child ego state can't touch the pen. 
Mm. Actually, the, the mind can't touch the pen. Yeah. And the pen is part of the mage interface. It's part of it. There's so many aspects to mage interface that you can't find, you cannot find in your mind. No. All you get in the mind is ideas. Modern what? Yes, you can't find it with your mind. <laughs> okay, shift to the third person. Thank you. And can you share about what's your benefit of having different directions and having the fear of missing out the best one? My benefit is I stay um, in the realm of hypothetical possibility, which is a fantasy world. But I get the hit of finding the possibility. It's like a drug. Like you see the possibility like, ah, that's cool. But you don't act on it. So it doesn't the meet I, reality. The I, I, I don't act on it and some, then doesn't meet reality. Yeah. So you, you, you get fed by this, ha, ah, like um, flirting with the possibilities, but going for the next one or whatever. It's that the benefits. I have a question, mm. Ian, is how are you protecting yourself from the pain of actually not causing transformation? That actually nothing really changes. So the way I protect myself from that pain is with this story that if I find the right possibility, the transformation that will happen from it will outside the benefits of the mistransformations. But who will do it? You think it's going to happen by itself? So I operate under the assumption that when I find it, I will act on it. And if that's a false assumption? I keep backup of, of acting on some possibilities. The safe Not ones? That. Sorry? The safe ones? Well, I wouldn't say safe ones anymore. But there's, there's much more dangerous ones in coming. So, so what is your payoff for, for dangling around in theoretical possibilities? and get distracted from the pain. What pain? The pain of how things really are in the world. Could you write that down for yourself, please? Uh, yes, and I already did a couple times this week. What's so bad about that pain? Because when the time when I felt it, I almost got gone insane. How old were you? It was three years ago. 
and almost went insane means what? Means like hallucinations without drugs. And like really weird thought processes and intense emotions for more than two weeks. So in the last year or so, you've learned a lot about inner navigating that kind of stuff. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. So you, you're not the same person. You have to totally different energetic relationship to yourself. You know what feelings are, emotions are, the difference between thoughts and feelings. You've got so many, you know what your gremlin is, you know what different purposes are. You've got so much inner clarity now that you did not have back then. So it's almost like, I don't know, you opened, you opened, I don't know, a can of Coca-Cola and tried to drink it, but you were holding it too far away and it spilled all over or something. You didn't know how to bring it close to your mouth and how to swallow something like that. So you've learned so much. When is your next experiment? Yeah, I guess I'm kind of, it's kind of happening in a way for the past, like when yeah, I was be writing. Better. It'd be better if you decided, yeah, and what I'm saying is, you know, you can think of examples like it might be happening, but you made a decision back then. When you were almost going crazy, you made a decision. Do you remember what it is? Decision. Yeah, the, when I feel the pain, I get crazy and I hurt people that are close to me. And so I'll never do this again. Could you write that down, please? I'll never feel this pain again. Sorry? I'll never feel the pain again. And so what I said was, I propose that you make it, if you're going to try the next experiment, like I said, when is your next experiment, that it includes consciously making a new decision about that. which might mean to go for an emotional healing process, to go back to that moment and whatever, get a perspective on it. It's sort of like as is. I don't know if you've heard about as ising. Mm, no. Going, you go through it with a meta perspective. <clears throat> like, ah, this is what happened. You're telling the story to the people around you. This is what happened. I've actually, actually done that experiment on the ETV. I've told that exactly that story and I've retold it. Great. And okay. it does change a lot with my relationship to this event. But still. But the, the old decision remains. Yeah. Somehow, yes. Yeah. So if you're, before you do the next experiment, you'll need to remake your decision, reconsider it. Thank you. Thank you.
Yeah, but by not really allowing myself to to admit that there is a, this mesh thing and I oh. like it's it goes back to this projection thing like something in me is still trying to figure out like what mage is and if I can call myself a mage and by that I I am blocking myself from the mage interface because I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to get an image and I'm trying to, to fit in. And it also gets to this constant, oh, can I call even call myself a mage? Am I worthy? Or, yeah, yeah. Have you done the experiment where you walk through town and everything you look at, everything you touch, everything you say is from being a mage? No. Will you do that? Yes. So you do it for an hour one day, three days later, you do it another hour. You, you do it for one whole hour, but over, over a few weeks in different situations. So it could be at work, could be at home, could be on the street, could be somewhere. Even at night, you can go to bed and you could go, I'm going to sleep tonight as a mage. And, and, and just to occupy the space, occupy that identity. Yeah. Okay, the, uh, you, I get, uh, is it something about this, Clinton, or? Just that you don't have to use the word mage, you know. You're talking Polish. I have no idea what these words mean. You can you can pick a different word, so it does not have to be that word. Although we've worked for years on this, and that's the word that has worked the best for us in this day and age. Mm -hmm. you know, it works better than witch or sorceress or all those magician or wizard or all those things. It just works better. Okay. What I want to say is, it seems like it might be still a part of you that's trying to have a vision of what your dad wanted you to be and mm -hmm. it and it's mixed in that and so it, that's a door for an emotional healing process magdalena to just check it out just how much you're still trying to fulfill that thank you great thank you thank you Quentin. thank you martin and marcus would everybody take a deep breath? Vera, it seems like you were in the middle of something. Can you, can you say that? I was trying to make, get out of the insane construct of not being able to go insane. Um, and even being angry about it was still safer than doing something out of character. And I was, they were, yeah, Marin and, and and Dan were really great at urging me on and like another thing. And I just it feels so trapped in the in the carefully crafted, like at any movement before I would say just come to my mind to, to do it just a just nanosecond before even I want okay, do something crazy. 
it just comes images in my mind instead of an of a of a, of a instead of an engine inside me moving that is not in my mind. And so just being, I don't know, just like being faced with being in prison. Uh, and, and yeah. And I was, I was so angry. I'm just so fucking angry. And it's, that doesn't make me get out of it anymore, any, any easier or yeah. What if you hold your hands out like this? This is a birthday present for yourself. What is it? What do you get? What do you get to do? What do you get to experience? What do you get to have? What is that? Uh, just doing things without understanding or without it having an understanding or a sense that I would do them or a, or a usefulness so, or so there's the whole pack of certificates that license you to do things without understanding how many certificates are there four there's a thousand, thousand. Okay. there's one thousand certificates right there in your hand you just rip one off and do something without having to have it be understandable. I, I do what? You take one of the certificates, you have a thousand of them. And you go, I get to do something without it being understandable. Okay, I rip it. It's like, a, you know, they're all glued together on one end. Oh, okay. You pull it off. Ah, uh, all right, all right. It. Like a notebook. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I still can't do it. You're doing it right now. <laughs> You're sitting there not saying anything. We're all looking at you. You're not saying anything. It's not understandable. You were doing it right then. anger from wanting to understand the thing that I don't understand. And let it and let it pass. Let it pass. And you're talking about my daily life. There's so many things that I don't understand why what people get from it what's the purpose of that who designed it this way why would people follow this why would people believe this shit there's so many things i don't understand what do you do with it like how do you handle that how do i handle not understanding what no i'm asking clinton Okay. Me? I just fucking get, write the next spark, make the next website, fucking make distinctions people never heard before. I just 
take a stand, put roots in next culture. I build out websites so people can occupy new game space and archiarchy, et cetera. So you just move, you move and do something else. No, he's, he's expanding the question. What? You are expanding the question. You made this question available to more people. Instead of finding an answer, you in pre, you put a seat of this question in many people. So it's the question of thousands of people instead of just you. Yeah. That's a shift. Yeah, just make the problem bigger. Yeah. Make, it, make the problem contagious. Really, most people out there think they understand. And they're in such a fantasy world. It is a fake bubble fantasy world. They're deluding themselves, thinking they understand almost anything. Economics, you know, money, profit, whatever. Business, you know, all that stuff law. people think they understand. Law. God. Even ecology. Spirituality. <laughs> Viruses. What? What? Viruses. 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 <laughs> Elf, yeah. Relationship. <laughs> Feelings. <laughs> Understand. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. What an illusion. <clears throat> I have a question. Have... Go. Um, because what you explained, Clinton, like for a while looked to me like changing fear into anger like this transformation machine that, that the changes that feel of not understanding into anger of, of creating that question bigger. And I, I know that I have this, this mechanism of changing fear into anger. And I'm curious, is that happening for you or, or are you staying with the fear when you are actually doing the things? It's, it, if you think about it, it is, a natural response to try to stop or change whatever the thing is that is frightening you or us or me. So, but it that does not mean changing the fear into anger. It means using the fear to inform me about what to be angry about. Does that make any sense? It's not about changing the fear into anger. I mean, I, I am equally, I am also terrified that I don't understand all these things. I'm terrified that other people think they do understand those things. And they walk around in this delusion that they comprehend something that's, they're just bouncing off of walls. They have no idea. So it isn't about changing the fear into anger. You said you, you were trying to do that. You said you know that you do that. Yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to catch the distinction between having my fear inform my anger and just metasizing the, the fear into anger. Well, for one thing, you cannot do that because fear is fear and anger is anger. It, it just doesn't work. But you, you may be trying to suppress the fear 
with anger. For yeah. example, focusing on the anger. If you focus on the fear, if you say, hello, fear, welcome, fear, what do you have for me? You're making more space for the fear. And, and it, it may give you a completely different set of answers than, you know, kill it, you know, crush it, change it, you know, activating the anger. The fear could give you a whole nother possibilities, whole other sets of possibilities. So you make more space for the fear rather than bouncing right into the anger. I mean, there's so much, Marcus, just a second, there's just so much value in accessing the resources of fear without just trying to bounce into anger. We're, we're writing this whole fear craft book about that, about using, utilizing your fear as a, and making space for it and welcoming it and, 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 and having it inform you, like I said, and, and empower you and all these things. So this, if you, but you can just start doing that. You just hack your own reality, make more space for your fear. You get, you get, do you get it as an experiment? It's a, it gives you a different identity. You, you walk through the world with a different identity than whatever identity you have right now. Your personality will change when fear it occupies more space in your world when you grant it more credibility. It's the new map of feelings. So will you try it? Yes, I've been, I've been don't trying give me, Don't it. give me this, I've been doing it already. Okay? Yes, yeah, I will try it more. <laughs> Thank you. God, I, I'm really tired of that answer. Okay, yay. Marcus, go ahead. Well, yeah, for Jan, what was coming up from you when I heard is that you basically put two directions into yourself that you have the fear direction and then you have the anger direction, which is going kind of opposite. And instead of being with the fear, which has millions of directions, even, and, and to use that information, and maybe it's even more information you can handle right now. But keep that space open. And that's what you change the direction in yourself, what you use the anger for. Oh, that's John, you have your head off to the right, and you do that sometimes. And where does that that moves you in a different place in time? Can you detect where that is? Yeah, that keeps me on thinking that something that was said not about the now. So I was all right. Is it but where does it move you in time? Back back a couple of seconds. Okay. It's different for different people. So I have to ask because for many people turning it to the right, it moves them to the future. And so, but you're going to the past by, but so if you can notice when you have your head tilted that way, it will inform you what you're up to. And so you're moved out of the present to avoid something or find out what the purpose is. That would be probably useful for you. Cool. And once you figure it out for yourself, you will figure it out about a lot of other people who, who do something similar to that around you. So you'll know what they're up to also. Great, we have 
about 10 more minutes. Is, is there any sharing more about what you discovered in the experience here today? Well, I would like and to <clears throat> ask, I didn't get a chance. I, I realized that one of the ways that I keep myself off the mage interface is about this not being in an accurate assessment of current reality and especially about how evil people can be or how evil the underworld really is actually and how do i hold this and i'm 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 just telling people you you what you're doing is just evil and then it seems like that's the only thing i would be telling people <laughs> And what kind of friends do you, what kind of friends do you have? <laughs> Pretty good ones. I'd like to keep them. <laughs> you know Go on. So no, no, look, it's look, wait, wait, wait. I have a I have a different approach to your consideration. Okay. What if your inaccurate assessment of current reality has to do with what you are? For example, what if you think you're not perfect enough? So you have an accurate assessment. You think it's an accurate assessment of current reality that you are not perfect enough. Okay. And, and Okay. So what if that's the thing that's not accurate is your self-image? If you were perfect enough, you could handle all the evil that goes on around you. Yeah, okay. I, it's not that you I would, would be able to handle right it. Response. I would find the right response. Exactly. You would find the right response, right? Yeah. It would be a perfect response each time. Yeah, I'd be able to, I would be able to see it, talk about it, mention it, and it, and it, and it, would, and it would come into awareness and shift. And every time every what, time yeah so what if what if your what if your assessment is inaccurate and what if it actually is perfect in that moment given you given them given everything it is the the best that can happen right then it's good enough it is the best two seconds later you might see something else your download from your archetypal lineage gives you a new distinction you go shit i could have said that and you beat yourself up and you're in the past, you know, or you're afraid about the future. Maybe I won't do it again in the future. Won't be right again in the future. And you're off something like that. So what if your what if your inaccurate assessment is about what you are? You keep thinking that you're not perfect enough. Does anybody else have anything like that? And Chloe, see? See how perfect that was? See how perfect it was? James, James didn't raise his hand. Yeah, but James, he's, <laughs> he's a writer. <laughs> he's a writer, right? Okay, okay, I okay. Okay, I, I, you know, I still have this thing of: Am I protecting myself from the evilness from people? But I, that's my fear. That's my, in terms of an accurate assessment of what's really going on.
What's your real question about that? Yeah, I guess it's about being perfect enough. Can you explain? <laughs> well, it's about... I don't know, or fear of being of being fooled or fear of not hitting to the point, a fear of, I don't think it's a fear of not being able to protect myself. It, it's not really that. It's more of a fear of not being, 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 I don't know, objectively, objectively straight, something, some, some kind of objective, thing to do are, are you are you willing to do the experiment of one week of making the assumption that you're perfect enough i am that you're lovable you're smart enough that you've delivered the optimum in each moment i mean i think you might have a problem with this What would be the problem? I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have anything to beat myself up or to worry about. What will you do with all that energy and <laughs> attention? Come on, I need an answer. I'm writing. I don't know yet. I will enjoy the sun more. I will enjoy the orange juice more. I'll breathe all the way down. Okay, definitely. I'll sing sun. more. I'll sing more. Yes, all of that. Okay. How many, how many, how many, how many else are willing to do this one week experiment? of being perfect enough. Susanna, yes, you, okay, Magdalena, okay. One week, you just, okay. I just wanna add this little spice on the side, which is there's a fear of being arrogant. Have this fear, kind of a fear of being arrogant. Like, who am I to be God or the goddess walking through the space, you know, being perfect enough? Who am I to be? And like, and really the question, you can change it around is who are you not to be? Who, how can, you know, you're blaming Gaia, you're blaming the earth coincidence control office, you're blaming the entire field of consciousness as to make that they, it made you wrong, that you are imperfect enough for the moment. You know, that, that you, you see what I'm saying? It's like, you're trying to insult the general field of consciousness about that you're, not perfect enough for the moment. So you're beating yourself up. So, so you just have to catch that, you know, that it isn't about being arrogant. It's being in alignment with the archetypal nature of the universe. You're just alignment with that. So you scratch yourself, you uh, go in the kitchen, open the refrigerator and don't take anything out. And it's perfect. This stuff is perfect. You have, this is your experiment. You are, you get it? 
There's okay. All right. And what, what comes up for you, right? Yes, Martin, really. You write it down. I don't know what you're going to do, Martin, but people are, you're going to be so satisfied with yourself. People are going to wonder what's wrong with you. Like, how are you? He's just sitting there on the couch and he's, he's in ecstasy. What's going on with him? Like, <laughs> okay. I already Anything started. Yes. What? You started already. <laughs> no hesitation. There's no, no resistance. Okay. okay. <laughs> Anything from anybody else before we get on with our experiments? Francis, anything? Okay. Susanna, somebody, anybody? Okay. All right, then. That's it. I look forward to seeing who you are next week and yes. having fun with the experiments. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye, Thank you guys. You. Thank Bye. you very much. Bye. 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 Bye.